Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. You don't need a bunch of leaders on your team. That's what you're for. That's what you're for. You're there to be the leader. You're there to be the cool head and keep them straight and remind them what they need to do and then keep moving forward through growth. So there's two things we can do as leaders, only two. We can focus our agents on building their pipelines. That's one. And number two, we can recruit more agents. Now I'll give you an example. Last year was like I showed you on that chart, we had a, you know at least a 25% drop in the number of homes sold in America last year. Okay, at least a 25% drop on average. In the number of homes sold in America. I know many of our clients actually increased their production last year, okay? Many of them did. And I can tell you, there's a common thing among most of them. There are exceptions. The common theme is this. It's the ones that ended the year with more personnel than they started it. So if you grew your team last year and added people throughout the year, you actually recruited to insulate your business. Because if you look at your sales production and you say, okay, I have eight agents and I closed, let's say 60 million last year in sales volume. Had you had 16 agents, you would have closed 120 million. A 25% drop in the market doesn't affect you. You see what I'm saying? Because you insulated your team by doubling your production. And that's what growth does. It makes you too big to fail. And there's not so much pressure on any one agent. You don't turn into a jerk of a leader. You don't start squeezing your agents so tight that they slip through the cracks. You stop getting annoyed about the fact they're not doing their job. You stop to get frustrated. You stop being stressed. You stop being angry and behaving poorly when one of them decides to leave rather than finally get to work. And they take their problems with them, which is themselves, to a new environment. And you don't get all frustrated by that and then, you know, exhibit bad leadership behavior on the remaining members of your team because you're so dependent on those eight agents you started the year with to hit your goals and generate income. You actually refocus your energy on building a deeper bench because companies that are growing have better culture. It proves to people that People are coming to you. So it's like people want to come to you because it's not better anywhere else. They're all friggin' struggling too, <laughs> you know? So, but if you're the one out there growing, you will be better. That's why if you're not growing, you're dying because that stasis you're trying to hang on to is going to actually start to die. So you've got to grow and you don't want to grow because it's no fun growing. I get it. It sucks. Recruiting sucks. It sucks, sucks, sucks. And there are very few people that have recruited more agents than I am, if there is even another person. I do not know if there is someone who's recruited more agents than me. I've never met them, but it's thousands, one-on-one, -on -one, me face-to-face. <laughs> and it sucks. 
There's, I mean, I get it. There is nothing worse than you, the successful person that makes hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in real estate, sitting down with someone who's maybe closed 15 transactions or better yet, a totally new licensee who's looking at you like, hmm, well, I don't know what's your split. You know, you're like, come on, dude. You're lucky I'm sitting here and you have to be humble and listen to this jerk, try to act like they know what's best for them when they don't know anything. They're actually making decisions. They're allowed to have a freaking driver's license, you know? But yet they're making business decisions and they have no idea what they're deciding on. It's very, very humbling recruiting. It sucks. It's hard for me. I've done so much. I mean, I don't know that I can do it anymore. I just would reach across the table and punch somebody like and sign like in their own blood on my contract. Like there, <laughs> you're, wake up. You're on my real estate team. Wake up. The, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, so that's, you know, it's frustrating. So it's not easy. Just like lead generation is frustrating. Them calling their SOI is frustrating. It's very, very similar. But I can tell you right now, regardless of what happens in this market going forward or when your market heats up, if you insulate your business, if you grow it, what's going to end up happening is any decreases in the market are going to be more than overcompensated by the growth in your, in your team. Now, here's the other problem, because I already know a lot of you have this objection. Well, I really don't know. I mean, I, I really want to have just one or two more agents. So I'll just recruit one or two. No, it does not work that way, guys. There is a very low success rate in real estate. So if you want one or two more agents, then you need to recruit four or five, because two or three aren't going to make it, or three or four aren't going to make it. Just want my math that up. Three or four aren't going to make it. And that's the deal. I mean, those are the numbers. 33% quit in their first year in real estate, according to NAR, and that's always been the case. 87% don't make it five years. 87% don't make it five years, which means within five years, they're already looking for greener pastures. So they will either quit you, come up with excuses, you know, uh, wanna go to a different team, wanna go to a different brokerage, wanna get a steady paycheck, get a divorce, have a baby, spouse has a job transfer, something's gonna happen. You can't control it either. I had nothing to do with you. So it's up to you to set up your systems. You know what I mean? Your onboarding systems and your training. And then it's on them to meet you halfway. Because they have you can't make you can't motivate them. What do you think you're gonna do? Scream at your existing agents or the agents you recruited? And then all of a sudden they're like and be like, oh boy, that you know, that Brian, he is so motivating. I'm gonna knock it out of the park. Guys, it just ain't gonna work. They've gotta want it. You can provide the systems and tools, which you do. I mean, just the fact they're meeting with you every week provides much more accountability than they're gonna get as a solo agent in a brokerage. The fact that you're gonna have expectations of them. You know what I mean? Like I expect you to make this many contacts or any other you know, activity-based indicators that you have on your team dashboard. The fact that you're gonna do those things and you're even if they're very simple or minimal, that's much more than they would get as a solo agent in a brokerage someplace. That's why, I mean, I've ran very large brokerages for the majority of my career and you know if 10 agents were to come to my brokerage i would always say one of them will make it one of them will, will earn a living in real estate the other nine who knows and that's usually the number in a, in a brokerage that make it the rest just kind of hang their license there and pretend they have a job they they they, they earn well below the median income 60 percent of the agents in your mls all of your mls's have sold nothing in the last 12 months, 60%. They're licensed, they go to meetings, they tell their friends they have a job. It's just a lie, something to tell their spouse, but they don't. It's a very small percentage succeeds.
in real estate. So I would always say, okay, guys, you're in my brokerage. I'm going to put you on teams instead because there's a much higher success rate. You go from like a 10% success rate up to like a 30% success rate. Still 30% though. That's much higher. That's three times better chance of making it in this business. So I would do that. And not to mention, I wouldn't have to deal with them because the team would manage them and train them. So they'd just be away from me. One last thing I got to deal with, it increases their likelihood. So yes, they do have a better chance being with you if you have good systems and we hold them accountable, but there's not much time on you on that. You have a weekly team meeting, you just have a few more people in it. As long as you have things that they have to report and do, activity-based indicators and onboarding training measures, we're good. Other than that, as a leader, you've got to learn to shut it down. You've got to learn to shut it down because after that, it's on them. And if they don't work out, you know, hit, you know, hit the bricks. And then the reason you don't care though is because you're still growing. Cause that's the deal. If you bring on five, I don't know which ones are gonna make it. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you. You're talking to a guy who's recruited thousands and I still can't tell you which ones are gonna make it and which ones aren't. I am constantly surprised. I can't read that book by its cover. I mean, some of the best ones, I'm like, man, you got the best database and you're so hungry and you're telling me you're gonna do it and you're this and you're that. And then you never freaking show up. Happens all the time. Or some snaggletooth dude without any teeth and no personality just works his butt off and makes it. I have no idea which ones are gonna make it. So what do I do? I'm like a big old street sweeper. Bring them in, see which ones work. The ones that don't, I don't get all butthurt about it. I move them on. Yes, they will tend to blame me on the way out the door. That's what every agent does. They will blame you for their failure, not themselves. So get over it as quick as you can get over that because that's going to happen don't go changing all your team systems because an agent leaves you they are going to leave you that is the nature of the business they are going to leave you if they are not leaving you you are not recruiting enough because if you if you're saying well i don't want to recruit i don't want to grow it's not my business model then i'm going to take you all the way back to how the hell are you going to make more income and get more life back are you just going to grind it out and be one of those old 85 year old agents that everybody just wishes would retire because you don't know how to work the interwebs because no one wants that life that's a bad business model, but you've decided it because you've dug in against recruiting and growth. You've dug in and made a very poor decision that goes against all business teaching, intelligence, and education. You're anti-growth. Get that. You're anti-growth. That's a real bad place to be in business because you're going to keep banging your head up and down against a ceiling. It's okay if you just want to grow to the next level. I'm cool with that. That's how most people are. Then they get to that level and they go, oh, this isn't bad. And then they, and then, and later on you'll decide this. So don't worry about it. You don't have to be with me. Then you want to go to the next level. You don't have to want to be 900 agents. You don't have to want to be that. You just want to get a little bit bigger and that's fine. But understand to get a little bit bigger, you need to be bigger than you think. If you just want two more agents, you need four or five because four, three or four of them just aren't going to do what they say they're going to do. Make sense? Crucial. That's the mentality you must have right now. That is your highest and best use. You must build a deeper bench. You must. And that's true in anything. That's what successful leaders know. Successful leaders know that if you just have one great admin, oh, that's great until she has a baby, she gets divorced, she gets a job transfer, she decides real estate's not for her, and then everything goes backwards for an entire year you're either back doing it or you're hiring and training and you're going to see some people go real fast to success towards their goals and some have a much more jagged path the ones that have a jagged path are the ones that move forward way too cautiously 
and they're worried about profit every single month, every single quarter, they won't endure a slow market. They'll cut all their expenses, go all the way back, and then guess what? Spring and summer comes around. Everyone's busy, we need help. Too busy to have help. Maybe hire again, cautiously. And it's a roller coaster. You can hit your head on the real estate roller coaster as a solo agent. You can hit it as an agent with one admin. You can hit it as an agent with three, three admin and 10 agents. You're constantly breaking through new ceilings that you're banging your head against. And the only way to break through them is with a deeper bench and more personnel. And guess what? They often suck. People often suck. They behave poorly. That's what followers do. But you don't need a bunch of leaders on your team. That's what you're for. That's what you're for. You're there to be the leader. You're there to be the cool head and keep them straight and remind them what they need to do and then keep moving forward through growth. And you as leaders, you know, I don't know if you've been through this or not, but you emotionally will get very hurt when they leave you. But you're actually creating and setting up a business model where you expect some of them to leave. Like I said, you recruit five, be lucky to keep two of them because three aren't going to make it. And there's, and so you have to kind of in your mind, I would not call it this on your team because it makes them feel less than, but it's almost like a one-year training period to see if they make it or a one-year tryout, see if they make it. Let's see if they can really do because they all think they're going to do it. Think about it. If I sat here and said to you, all you got to do is get all of your contacts out of your phone and out of Facebook and put them into your CRM and then just maybe spend an hour a day contacting them every single day, different ways. You don't even have to ask them for anything. Just give them ad value, give them business, you know, let them know, update their contact information, blah, 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 invite them to your client event, do a property analysis, blah, 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 blah. That's all you gotta do. If you were just to say that to someone out there that's used to digging a ditch, shoveling snow, you know, showing up every day for work at 8 a.m. and going home after teaching at school all day at four. If you were to say that though, it's all you gotta do. They're gonna be like, that is so easy. I'm gonna kill it in real estate. And then the minute they get their license and they sit in that chair in your office, they turn into morons, lazy morons. Just what happens. I don't know why that happens. I don't, I don't understand neurology or brain science, but it freaking happens. So you have to expect a lot of them just aren't are going to, some of them are going to sit down like morons and the very rare few are going to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And I don't know how to tell which ones are going to do it. I don't, I'm yet to figure that out, but some just have it and you need to make sure your systems are there to hold them accountable. And that's very easy to do. Once you set them up, the hard part is not doing too much, not freaking out, not exploding on them, not squeezing them too tight. The hard part is just, it's kind of like, you know, with kids, you got to let them make bad decisions. You got to make let them make bad decisions. And just kind of like, all right, if that's the path you choose, man, I'm here when you need me. That's the hard part. And every time they gripe about not making enough money, every time they gripe about not having enough transactions, those are the times, those are the opportunities to say, well, then what can we do to get you more? Let's let's sit down and take a look at it. That's when we pull out and look at the matching standard and see how many, how many leads and closings they've gotten from team generated leads versus how many they've generated and how they're doing with all their activity-based indicators to generate their own business. We refocus that negative scarcity-based thinking into activity-based, abundance-based activity. That's our job as a leader to refocus that. So when they gripe, we refocus it positively. We don't get mad. We don't get angry. We do our bit. 
And if they still don't do it, you know, I can say, hey, well, why don't we tighten up the scoreboard a little bit? Why don't we why don't we double up the amount of contacts you're doing? So you're forced to do it. But if you're running around looking for me to give you all your business, that just doesn't exist in this world. I'll literally say, maybe real estate's not for you. Maybe you get paid half as much and go to work 40 hours a week, eight to five o'clock, go get a steady paying job, get paid 40, $50,000 a year. I mean, you'll have to work five times as hard as you would in real estate. And make a whole lot less. The question is, can you do this, man? And that's, see, that's said with confidence from a guy who's not afraid to lose somebody. Why? Because I just keep getting more. I'll find one that wants to work. And then understand this, they have different seasons throughout the year in their lives. You know, I'm not going to cut them if they don't work either. Why? I can't tell you how many people have just sold very little because they're going through different seasons of their life. Maybe a divorce, maybe problems at home. They don't cost me anything being on my team. I mean, if they're not following up with leads I'm giving them, I'm not gonna do that for the time being. I'm not gonna waste money on them. But you, you'd be surprised how they come around. That's the, you know, a lot of people get into real estate for that flexibility. All of a sudden their kids graduate from high school and bam, you got a rock star. Or all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they ditch the zero and find a hero in their life and boom, they go, you know. You never know what's gonna change. They don't cost me any money, so I'm not gonna squeeze them too tight. As long as they're not like being poisonous, running around being negative or being victims, you know, as long as they're not harming the team, I don't really care, you know, whatever. It's up to you. Cause I just am not squeezing them too tight. I'm not looking at my team's income or production in a slow market and blaming my agents. That is bad leadership. The only thing you can control is getting more of them because that's what agents do. They suck. You just get you get it right. What you if you need more income, then we need to insulate your business so we're not dependent on any one agent and we don't squeeze them too tight. Makes sense. That's why we build that deep bench. It just makes it safer. And if you can't handle a deeper bench, we need to develop the systems where you can't. Any thoughts, questions about that? I know I can be kind of intimidating to like speak to. That does. I get a little, I get a little too much of the, the caffeine. Brian, what would you say the best recruiting sources are right now mm. to build that deeper bench? Cause I've been on that struggle bus for about 90 days, maybe 120. Yeah. <laughs> we started in September trying to like mm -hmm. add on members to the team and you get your raised hands, but they're yeah. probably not exactly what we're yeah. looking for. So your perspective on that would be great. Yeah. Great question. Um, it is a struggle bus I don't think you ever get off of. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's just not fun. It's real fun when you get a bunch of them to join you, I guess, but then that goes away real fast and then you gotta deal with them. So it's recruiting is not fun. Just like, you know, you know, we always wanna get to a place in our business where we don't have to like sit down and lead generate and make calls every day. And, and then we, you know, and recruiting is unfortunately just as painful. So would it be like agents in our market center? So what right, I've done- right. And well, I'm I think sorry, I can, I can ask this later or I can email you. I don't want to take up your call. No, no, no. It's a great question. question. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to ask okay. who, you know, who so, and where we're going to get these sources. So the, uh, I've done the market center, tapping into the market center. We've posted on Indeed and Craigslist. Good. And um, you haven't done my favorite yet. You haven't done my favor yet. The only other I, thing I was thinking of, and then I'd love your perspective, is maybe reaching out to agents on the MLS that have had a decline in production. Yeah, and great. last year and then possibly posting on social media, like at least a sponsored ad so that maybe agents are seeing that. But that's mm -hmm. all I can think of. Yeah, that's good. I mean, one thing I don't want you to overlook, most teams grow through new licensees. So most people actually recruit people into the business. That's what most teams do. 
And again, if you're like, oh, I don't know, I hate training new licensees and all that kind of stuff. That means we need to work on your onboarding systems. Okay. Um, because they're, they're a lot of, they come in with no bad habits. Oh yeah. I've um, trained even in like call centers in the past for like 22 years. So I'm, I'm actually happy to have new agents because exactly they don't bring bad yep. habits and they fit in your models and system. So the way to get new, new agents, quite frankly, this is why it's so beneficial for the lead agent, the team leader to have a big database themselves. So most agents, believe it or not, get new licensees from their own SOI. So let's say you market to your SOI for business, right? You know, they list and buy houses with you. Now market to them and say, hey, we're looking to grow. We've got more clients than we can handle. We really want to bring some people into the business and mentor them in and have, and we can provide them with, with some business. And so I we're going to have work two agents, um, two past clients, because we do, we do like a um, twice a year email to the database yeah. and two people just started the licensing process from a database, but there that's a good go. reminder. This so, is the most yeah. popular. So now think about all the ways you market to your SOI and turn it around. Like if you call your SOI still, I'm very impressed with you. That's awesome. A lot of a lot of team leaders are are getting back in and picking up the phone right now, you know. Um, and say, hey, I need your help. Believe it or not, I know you're here not everything in the market, but we could use some more help. You know, who do you know? I want to work with more people like you. Who do you know that that might be interested in getting into real estate? I'm looking to bring someone in without any bad habits. So you could literally call them all, you could email them all. You can shoot a video email to them all. You could actually send a mailer to them all. And you'll be surprised how many people raise their hand. Okay, and if, if you're worried you're gonna get some people you don't want on your team respond to you, then that's a different conversation, but it's very, don't worry about that. That's like recruiting, you know, that's like lead generating, worrying about getting a no from someone or someone screaming at you on the phone. You've got to learn how to get through that, right? So you give them a disc and you tell them it wouldn't be a good fit for them based on whatever their disc profile is and say, no, this is more of a data entry position. You're better than this, this, you know, and you just kind of change it and make it seem like they're too good for this, but you should make it as, a, you should be a, lead, a team leader. You should do your own team. Here's how you get your license and you help them on their own path. You know, you're, you're too good for this. Um, that's what I usually do. So you move them along that way. Um, I'm not going to stay on that one too much, but it's don't ever, ever not recruit to your database for fear that you're going to have to turn people away. Um, don't do that. Same with if you're in a big office, if you're in a large, like I heard the word market center, which makes me think big KW office. If you're in a big office, oh my goodness, that is, that's a great stomping ground right there. Just let everybody know you're hiring. You know what I mean? Make sure everyone knows you're hiring any way you can. If there's a private Facebook group, you know, post in there and ask for forgiveness later or, or get, get approval if you think you'll get it. A lot of offices don't like you recruiting in there. Some do, you know, that's just different for everybody. Mm -hmm. No, um, I got I got the roster from my TL and OP because they know we're growing the team and touch good. wood, we are like a performing team, like the number one team. So they want to retain and try to align. Good. Yeah. Goals. So marking in there. I love the SOI first and foremost. I have found most teams that get agents that stick come through their SOI rather than recruiting existing agents from some other place. That's my feeling. Now I like all the other, I like all of the options. I like recruiting agents from other places. All that works, don't get me wrong. But I have found the most because they come in, there's already a peer relationship. You either know each other or you know someone in common that brought you into me. And you're the person that pours into them and teaches them everything you know, which establishes a high level of loyalty. And you teach them all your systems with no bad habits, which is awesome as well. So all of that, 
has made a very high success rate. Now, remember, it's not just your SOI. It's all of your agents' SOIs, your admins' SOIs, all of them too. So tap into all the databases. The bigger of a team you are, always is going to make things easier for you in every way, shape, or form. You have more SOIs to tap into, more people to tap into. We're gonna we're gonna be very selective. We're not just gonna bring in other people from other offices without being selective. So we tell them that we do that, and then we also do recruit in your office is huge. Just making it known. I mean, be where agents are. You know, the the key is yes, definitely post on Indeed or you know ZipRecruiter or WiseHire. You know, if you guys have it, um, we'll post on all of the above. Make sure that people know you're out there. So I love having an online ad running at all times. I think that's powerful because right now people are actually looking. People are actually looking. Make sure they know that you will give them transactions too, because you will. You're going to supplement their production when they're new, so you're going to give them some buyer side. You're going to give them some online leads. You're going to give them that. You do that. That right now they're like, oh my gosh, I'm starving. You know, the, you know they're they're in scarcity mode right now. So as long as they know that you'll do that, I mean, you'll set more realistic expectations when they sit down and meet with you and explain to them and you show them your dashboards and you show them what you're doing. Then you can set real firm expectations. But right then they're, they're looking for a move. They're dying to do some sort of change, even if it's lateral. So, you know, through this great migration of agents moving around and changing things up, you're going to see, I mean, a lot of agents right now are actually moving into bad commission splits. This is one of the markets where they they don't care about their commission split as much. This is one of those few markets. They just don't care as much. And you see in it, you're seeing people going to like place and, you know, all these different play, you know, places where they get paid 50%. I mean, you go to, you move your business to place, you're going to make 50%. You know, can you imagine? That's what people are doing Chaotic, yes. This scarcity mode, you know what I'm saying? You're seeing that. You're seeing people moving to value. And I'm not saying place is bad. I mean, I know those people, they're great. I, you know, they give value, but you're seeing people amenable to moving to a lower split because they really just want the value. They want the leads. They want the whatever they want they get from place, right? So, and that's true all over the place. You're seeing people moving to like, you know, Sotheby's and, and, and places like that, that actually give them, hey, I just want something of value, not just a cheap split because they're realizing what Michael says in the chat there, you know, 50% of zero is still zero. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what split you're on if you don't have any business. So we need to do something that gets his business. So people are willing to move. They'll also leave you for a worse split. They'll leave you for any reason. People will just leave right now. People have to move to do something. And the last thing they want to do is lead generate. So it's up to you to make sure that through this great migration, it'll be one of the biggest in history. It already is shaping up to be. Do you get more agents or do you lose more agents in this migration? Are you one of the winners at the end of this thing? Or are you one of the losers that lost a bunch? And that depends on how much effort you put forward on recruiting right now, how many agents you're talking about. You know, I, I'm a big believer in being where agents are, and I hate this one too. God, I hate this. But, you know, me, me, where do low producers hang out? Association of Realtor Functions. Ugh. Broker open houses. Like, I don't even like to say the words. They're so painful. You know, oh. things like that. You go where the agents are, and you hang out with them. But you're trying to be around them, you know what I mean? But going out and trying to recruit other agents to that are existing, 
the good thing we know about that, I mean, that's great. Um, but then you start to get in recruit versus hire mode. I always like to make sure they try to come to me because then they come to me humble. If you're trying to recruit someone that already knows the business and now you're like saying, well, come to me for this split. And then you're also recruiting their habits with them. See a brand new licensee for the first six months, they, you know, they haven't learned that they actually don't have to work in real estate. A brand new licensee comes on board and expects to have this onboarding training program as if Google, they were getting a job at Google. Like, what am I doing every day? We want you to do this all day long. A brand new agent will do that. Okay, so they'll, a brand new agent has no bad habits. So I'm gonna show you this. Let me show you that and I'll, and I'll give this to you, it's not free. I just actually am building out a new team onboarding course, which is gonna be live within two weeks. And it's called team onboarding. So when you bring agents on, you can just put them through my onboarding course. It's gonna be long. It's gonna be like 30 modules. Each one's gonna be short, 15, 20 minutes, but it breaks down all the different modules from all the different courses that I know almost every team would need. Cause all of you generate business different ways. So you need different courses in our, in our system because you all do things a little bit differently on how you lead generate, but there are certain universal systems on here, but let me show you this. And this has changed. This is like a new updated version of our old onboarding calendar, but they come on board. Can you imagine a new licensee who knows no better? And this is what their day looks like. At 8.30, you're going to go through our welcome checklist. 9.30, we're going to do our office and team introductions. At 10 o'clock, whatever your CRM is, we're going to do our CRM training video. At 11 a.m., you're going to do team onboarding course module one, then you're going to eat. Then afterwards, you're going to go through our staff checklist training, team systems training, and then you're going to finish your first day welcome checklist. Then back in here at 8.30, 9.30, 10.30, training video two, team onboarding course number two. Then you're going to schedule the shadow buyer consults, blah, blah, blah. So every day you're working from 8.30 to 3, time blocked. We know exactly when you're doing anything. No more of these 30, 60, 90 first quarter checklist garbage where they can do things whenever they want because we can't let these people make decisions or they will make crazy town decisions and they will never get them done. So now they are coming in and look, this is all self-managed. They have to do this every day. And guess what? This is the first two weeks, 10 days, Monday through Friday with a break in the middle. At the end on each Friday, they meet with their team leader to make sure that they've gotten through all this and they're staying caught up, but we gotta make edits to the second half of this. Maybe even push later in the afternoon they're done every day, three, four o'clock. The first two weeks are the hardest. Um, and then Friday again, they meet with that team leader to make sure that they're they're going through it or their sales manager or whoever. And then the next, then we scroll down. Now we got weeks three and four here, the next two weeks, okay? So this is a full month now. And you'll see they're getting done a little earlier now. We're having them watch a little less videos. We're slowly pulling back. They're done an hour each, earlier each day. Same thing, meeting at the end of the week to get through it. Then we scroll down to weeks five and six. Now we're getting done even earlier. They're getting done at two o'clock because hopefully they got some property to show in the afternoon, maybe some listings to take. And we're backing off the amount of videos they watch. And now we're moving into week seven and eight. And now they're done every day, nice and early. They're watching one course. And again, these are totally editable. So you can like get in here and type and change the text up and adjust it to your team schedule and all that as well too. Again, this is all self-managed. This is stuff they have to do. All you do is show up to your team meetings and meet with them at the end of the week. They need to do everything else themselves. They will do it. They will do this if they're a new licensee because they expect that. In fact, they always say, I'm so lost. I don't know what I'm doing because they thought they were joining Google or some normal business that had onboarding and training. You didn't have that. So you set a bad expectation that no, no, this is real estate. 
I can come and go when I want. Well, not when you're learning, you don't. You get through all this and you generate business and you're happy because they're prospecting every morning there. Every morning they're making SOI contacts. Every morning they're prospecting for new business. They're growing their sphere of influence. You set that expectation for the for the new for the entire year or for the for their for their entire career. That's the habit they're going to have. So you hold them that tight. New agents will do that. When you recruit existing agents, though, once you get in the business for six months, I'll put that in the chat because I promised you I would. And that's new. I do have a team onboarding calendar for the first two weeks, but I'm finding a lot of you guys have not uh, not modified it for the full three months. So I thought I'd do it for you. Plus, I, I'm doing it with our new course. Now, the new course is listed on there, but that's the idea. And it makes them very self-managed. Now, you, recruit, you, you bring in a new licensee at a normal brokerage. Within six months, they're going to tell themselves, I don't want to do all that. That's how quick a good agent turns into a crappy one. Within six months, you cannot make them lead generate. Within six months, you cannot make them attend a training. They already know everything they need to know. And they're negotiating with you on their split because they know their worth, right? They have no good habits, no nothing. It just takes six months to spoil an agent. That's why I opened this company because I think the leaders don't know how to be leaders. And we wonder why it's so different than other brokerages and other businesses. It's because there's terrible leadership in real estate. They don't know how, I mean, these agents, when they first come on board, they come on board for the training. They want it. We just don't give it to them. They want it. For those six months, That's they'll actually, I, trust me, I've recruited agents to my brokerages, thousands of them, based that are newly licensed, based upon the fact I have better training than my competitors. And they came just for that. They didn't even ask about the commission split because they don't know to yet. All they wanted was that training. So you have six months to pour into them. You got to use it. Then it's on them if they screw up. You've done all you can. If you've done all you can, you don't feel bad that you're letting them down. It also makes it less likely they're going to blame you for their failure. But they'll still do it. Why? Because they suck. That's why. It's just going to happen. That's part of the business, you know? That makes sense? But at least you've done all you can. And guess what? That whole calendar is self-managed. They have to go watch that video. They have to schedule a, a shadow to a buyer consultation. The first week, yeah, we got to do some onboarding training. That's just the first week. After that, it's on them to do everything they need to do. You got to meet with them at the end of the week to make sure they get through it or your sales manager does or somebody does. But you're already holding your team meeting anyway, so they're going to show up to that. They have to get their butt there. So are we instilling that? Because that's, that's you doing all you can do to retain them. They have got to meet you halfway. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.